Welcome to the Mike and You Podcast. This is your boy, the Mike A16 on Twitter. Hit me up. I am still not with my name, man. I am Lil Casey because of social distancing. But this is the Remix Baby Part 2. Hey, this last was so huge and so big. It was Part 2 of it. Because, you know, the Mike didn't want all y'all. Y'all couldn't take all that you knowledge that the you was dropping on these NFC teams, which they all bombs. And everybody know the Mike loves the AFC, Patriots and Chiefs. The Mike don't like nothing over in the NFC. Well, he like his boy, Mitchell Trubisky, baby. Oh, yeah, his other boy over there, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady and Robert Gronkowski and Drew Brees and Jimmy G the GOAT. Jimmy G, the G stands for GOAT for Jimmy G, baby. But Mitchell Trubisky, Robert Gronkowski. Let's go to the voicemail. Hey, this is Reggie from KC, and I'm here to give my take on the New Orleans Saints NFL draft picks here. Now, with this draft, I'm not too happy with it, honestly, as a New Orleans Saints fan, but as our team right now, I can't be unhappy with it. We got some uh, nice weapons returning, and so NFL draft is not going to be anything that's going to affect our uh, our season. But uh, we picked up a center who's pretty pretty quick from Michigan, and I like his story, and I think he could be a good blocker for uh, Drew Brees as he sits in the pocket to pass. And then in the trade, we got Jameis Winston to back him up. So, uh, yeah, it's looking good for the Saints in 2020, and uh, I look forward to seeing how we do. Hi, this is Double A, reporting from Kansas City, representing the Chiefs Kingdom. I was very pleased with the Chiefs' draft picks. Uh, they got, in my eyes, really everything they needed, including a running back. I didn't necessarily think they uh, needed a running back due to Damian Williams being on the squad, but I thought it was a very good addition just because hey, every team needs depth. Um, I will say, though, they signed... Uh, they got some. They got some. A lot of good defensive weapons with their cornerbacks, with their um, D tackles. I was very uh, pleased with the Niang pick. Um, I, as a result, I really think that we have a higher chance of doing it again, repeating in another Super Bowl, which would be a blessing. Now, my thoughts on the new season extension. Um, I think it's interesting. I think that uh make playoff time a lot more interesting. It might even shoot. Maybe an upset will happen. Here and there. Who knows? Uh, all in all, I think it'll make things very interesting. I'm not completely opposed to it. Thank you. Double A out. Yo, this is Big Fish representing Niner Nation. I know it's looking like the Niner Nation is stinking up the place. But the sun is still shining on Niner Nation. Some of the picks and some of the trades, I was a little disappointed. But when the rain clears and the sun shines, all will be well. Listen, I know it didn't make sense, but the more I think about it, I think we gonna be fine. Yeah, they got rid of Marquise Good. Yeah, they traded Matt Brady. Yeah, they got rid of Forrest Buck. But we got Brandon Ayuk, 
I give him a grade of about a B plus out of Arizona State on the wide receiver. We got the offensive tackle, no big deal. The West Virginia kid, you know, I give him like a C minus. The tight end out of Georgia, kind of the same. We got another receiver, Jennings out of Tennessee. And the defensive tackle is a great move that Javon Kinlaw with the wide wingspan. That's a great addition to that front four with Bosa and them other guys out of Carolina. They kept Coleman, even though they gave him a one-year tender. They traded Matt Breida. You know, they gave Kendrick Bourne a one-year tender. Here's how I see it. With all the weapons we had last year, all them receivers, Marquise Goodwin really didn't do a lot with what he was going through in his personal life. But all them running backs and all them receivers we had guests with, we still couldn't get it done. We still took a hot L in the Super Bowl. So, for salary cap reasons and to make better moves to give defenses a different look, I kind of see the strategy that Lynch and Shanahan's doing, even though it don't make logical sense. So, all is not over, Niner Nation. We're going to be back in there, and we'll just hope that we can get our act together with these rooks, get them ready to go, and get game tested and battle ready for the season. Second take, real quick. The 18-game season is a joke. How in the world are we going to go to an 18-game season but then talk about the concussions and the safety of the players? Come on. Anybody who's listening to that can tell it's just a money bag. That's all that is, is a money bag. NFL, get your act together. Think safety for these players and keep the season to 17. We're going to find out that the 18 season is definitely going I mean, 18 game season is definitely going to increase interest. That's my take. Big Fish, Niner Nation, out. All right, we got a few texts to, as well. First of all, these texts are from during the draft. So just so y'all know, that was my fault that it was not added on to last pod, last episode. But, you know, uh, I'll do it now. So my apologies to you all. From the five, area code 513, man, it's so exciting to have a QB that we have faith in that will be able to throw the ball downfield. Dalton had a couple of good seasons, but it's time for him to go. Joe Burrow season. Let's get it in Cincy. Good luck with everyone else's draft picks. It's Blake from Twitter talking about the Bengals. And last but not least, of course, it's your boy, Jabba Juice, Jabba Trunk, Trump, Jabba Ranks. And I quote, it's y'all boy, Jabba Juice, Jabba Trump. Jabba the mother effing chef. Jabba champs of the world. All the good jobbers. Draft was boring as F, but the Chiefs got a solid player. Now we got to see who we going to cut at running back. We ain't rolling with five. I think we cut two. Peace out, fools, and hope everyone is healthy and safe. F the corona. Love y'all. Follow PC Jabba 1991 on the gram, fam. We want to thank everybody for for calling and tuning in. The number is 
816-654-6883. I literally almost forgot it, but that's why the mic does all the promotion as far as the phone calls are concerned. You know I'm you know I got a bad memory, so it's all good. You know, I'll keep calling. Don't stop. Encourage your friends to do it too. We want to get your opinions on the line, so thank you for everything you've done so far. Appreciate the listen. Great phone calls from our celebrity people, which is you, the people. Now let's go to the AFC. The AFC East. Let me hear your draft picks for the Patriots, Bills, Jets, Dolphins. Uh, Patriots didn't pick another quarterback. My boy Belichick, the goal of coaches, said it wasn't by design. But, hey, I think that was going out Jalen Hurst with the Eagles grabbed him. But some people think they're tanking, going to tank this year. The Patriots are going to tank this year to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Clemson, I would hate that because I really don't like Trevor Lawrence. Football-wise, I just think he's overrated. Let me know your thoughts. I see we already getting down to the nitty-gritty of this whole thing. Uh, the, the Pats, the AFC East, the Pats, uh, they – did not, surprisingly to most, did not pick up a quarterback. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought that they would, they might use uh, 12. They had 12 draft picks. They might use 12 of them to move up. You know, they could have used a lot of them. But, you know, they decided not to do that. And he, Bill Belichick said it wasn't by design, but... How many of y'all actually believe him? I don't know if I believe him. Uh, he might have went. He might have been trying to go, but I don't know. I don't think he. I definitely don't feel those by design. I think he's gonna try. I don't think he's tanking. I definitely do not believe that he's going to tank. Belichick likes to win, and I don't believe he's tanking. What I do believe is that they'll do what they can with Jared Stidham. They pull twelve wins out. Uh, they pull 11 wins out with Matt Castle. They can pull a few wins out of Jacoby Brissett. And I know that's a shot at the mic, but it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> um, shoot, they pull they pull wins with any quarterback they have. So you surround them with talent. And then you – same thing they did with, the, with Tom Brady when he first got there. He wasn't Tom Brady in 2001. That defense is what – drug the Patriots what actually uh helped the Patriots win that Super Bowl. First the first dynasty that they had, the the three championships in four years. That was defense. Yes, Brady was growing and getting better. He wasn't a scrub by any means. So I mean obviously you can't have scrubs there. But the defense is what uh what held them. But anyway, let's get into this draft class. They got a uh Kyler Duggar with the 37th overall pick. They didn't, they didn't get the first round pick because they traded it away. Uh, one thing I noticed is that they are they had a good defense last year. There was it was kind of overrated, but they still it still was good. So they went and picked up guys that could help a lot with Kyle Duggar from uh, Lenore Ryan. He's I had never heard of him before this. But then I started looking at him because I, I was puzzled at why the Patriots would take him. But he's fundamentally sound. Um, not, um, based on what I've read and what I've 
seen on his highlight reels or whatever. But uh, they also pick up Josh Uke at, at from Michigan. I think that's how you pronounce his name. They also pick up another linebacker from uh, Alabama. And you know they're fundamentally sound. But here's the big thing right here. He picked up with the num- 91, 91st overall pick and the 100, 101st overall pick, he picked up two tight ends. I've talked to you before about tight ends and why I don't really uh, subscribe to getting tight ends in the first year in their in their rookie season because they don't they underperform. It's just the fact of the matter. Um, like I said, I've been tracking them for four years, thinking that the Chiefs were going to pick up uh, uh, Travis Kelsey's heir apparent, and they haven't. And so I just been keep keep on tracking them and tracking them and tracking them. Gisecki, uh, there's a couple others. North Fant, um, the other kid from Iowa. I've been tracking them, and they don't tend to do very good in their first year. Noah Fant came on at the end with the Denver Broncos, um, but uh, when you got these guys, when you got tight ends, Bill Belichick has won on every level. Um, he's won with defense. Those are the first four years of the championship years. He's won with wide receivers uh, when he had Randy Moss and he had all those guys. Uh, but you know, that was minimal, minimal winning there as far as championships are concerned. Then, and you see in last, the whole last decade, he used basically a lot of tight ends, uh, to help him win the game. Aaron Hernandez and, uh, Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski, but you also know that they won without Gronkowski in the lineup. Hernandez was there. So I'm wondering if, this two tight ends that he picked up, will they be used to develop this year and then put them out there as more experienced guys for whoever they pick up next year and Jared Stidham just be the guys that gets them experience and then he gets experience to be the backup next year? Who knows? Bill Belichick, he got a plan. That might not have been according to plan that he didn't pick up a quarterback, but this is he's, he's got a plan. That's one thing you can say about Bill Belichick. Let's go for the Buffalo Bills. This was one of those teams that I didn't really pay attention to when the draft was going on. I don't. I think they think they're further along than they are, but I don't think they're too far away. They picked up. Um, they picked up Diggs from Minnesota which I think they kind of overpaid for. I think they overpaid. I like Diggs, but you put him with Kirk Cousins, who actually spent time in the league, for real, for real. And then you're going to put him with Josh Allen, um, who could frustrate you because Kirk Cousins frustrated him in Minnesota, and he was despondent. And so they went ahead and traded him because they felt like they're building something, whatever. And so... But the, the Bills on a team that I really had a lot of interest in looking at. But then afterwards, I looked and I saw that they picked up. I noticed that they did pick up A.J. Epinesa, or Epinesa uh, with the 54th overall pick. I expected A.J. to be in that first 32. And then I was also hoping he was my second choice at linebacker behind. I mean, at uh, 
He is my second defensive player to pick up behind uh, Patrick Queen, which whom whom we'll get into later. But AJ Epinesa from Iowa, defensive end. They also picked up a running back with the second pick, and that was interesting to me considering they have Singletary, I think his name is, um, and he did really good for them. The big, not concern, but the question that I have is the fact that they picked up Georgia's quarterback, Jake Fromm, with the 167th pick. I don't know what that means for them. I don't know if he just they've just building a trying to trying to get a quarterback to uh, train behind Josh Allen this early because I think they think he's the guy, but I don't know. Maybe they need somebody to push. Um, maybe they need somebody to push him. I don't know. I guess I guess he does have injury concerns, so if if he's available, and then they got Jake Fromm on that um, on that that low deal as far as that rookie deal, they got two quarterbacks on a rookie deal. Maybe they're doing what Washington did with uh, the Heisman winner and Kirk Cousins back in the day. Who knows? But we know that Diggs should be an immediate help. And then they also picked up a wide receiver from UCF, so maybe it'll help him uh, with his development. But Diggs is now number one, so we'll see how that works out. Oh, yeah, I'll give him a B-. minus. It'll be really kind of a C because I really don't think they should have paid a first round to get rid of uh, – to, to pick up Diggs' contract and everything else. They shouldn't have paid a first-round pick for that. They should have paid like a second. They should have done what Arizona did – with a better uh, receiver than Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. They should have picked, put a second and maybe a future fifth or fourth or whatever, but definitely not a first. Let's go with the Jets, man. Um, their, their second second year, second, second year with their coach, um, you know his name. I can't even think of it. He came from Miami, whatever. Anyway, the Jets were never they're not on my radar as far as draft picks go. I don't like Sam Darnold all that much. Uh but I actually think they did well with this draft. I'm going to give them a B. They picked up Louisville offensive tackle Makai Becton with the 11th overall pick. Uh it's not I I like the Makai Becton pick. I really do, but the two picks that follow are the ones that kind of sold me on this draft class for them. They also picked up Denzel Mims, the Baylor wide receiver. A lot of people consider him in that second class of running back behind those other guys that I named last episode. You know the name, the one that went to the Raiders, all that. But uh, Mims, Mims can play, man. Mims can play. And then you, as I said last show, I was looking up safeties. I don't know why. I'm. I kind of thought that the Chiefs might go with a four safety set, and they still might, considering the fact that uh, Brashad Breeland just got in trouble. We'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, Ashton Davis had a cow. They picked him up. So uh, it's an interesting draft class uh, that they picked up. I think. 
I think that they'll they have a great draft class. I just wonder how um, they'll put it all together. I think Sam Darnold needs to have a breakout season this year. He didn't play. He missed a few games last year, and I think with Makai Becton and Denzel Mims, along with the other guys that they have, I think it's time for him to show some stuff. Um, second year, just need uh, is it second year? Anyway, they just need he needs to show improvement. He doesn't need to be the best guy on the field. He just needs to show improvement. The freaking Miami Dolphins, man. I, I, the fact that they went ahead and decided to go ahead and get to a tongue of Iloa, I, I actually like the pick. I really do. I, I thought that they would overthink this and go get um, anybody else besides him, Jacob Eason. I thought they would pick somebody else, but they didn't overthink it, and they went and got Tua Tungvaluwa, which they should have been doing. So Tua's the smartest guy on the field. He, um, I mean, as far as quarterbacks are concerned in this draft class, in my opinion, he's played championship football. He didn't get there last year, but, you know, he played championship ball, and he should provide that leadership. There is an injury concern there. I get it, but for me, for me, two is going to take, if he plays this season, he'll take him this season to adjust, and he will adjust in-game, in-season. So that's one thing we know about him. He went from a starter, from a sit, from a second string to a sitter in the championship game. So let's, let's be real. He's got that pedigree. Or not pedigree. He's got the mentality. But uh, look, we know what he can do. But then we look at, uh, they picked up an offensive tackle uh, out of USC, uh, Austin Jackson. They picked up a cornerback out, out of uh, Auburn, Noah Igbenoy. Uh, man, I always mess up his name, and I try not to. As you all know, I try not to. But if we look at their draft class, they drafted these guys with great intention. They picked up, they got a lot of guys that were in the offseason. Um, they picked up Matt Breida from the 49ers. Uh, they got they they got significantly better because of the offseason moves that they had. They had the cap space, they had the draft picks, they had everything available to do it. I believe that they could take a major step forward, but they got to make sure they are ready for the big time. I think they're ready to strike now that they now that the New England Patriots don't have Tom, as the Mike would say, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. So we'll see how that works out. I don't think they're ready to, to compete for real yet because they still got the Bills who were better than them, than them last season. But we'll see, man. I think uh, Tua, could, Tua could definitely help them. In the FC North, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals. The Ravens trying to get faster, and they got my boy J.K. all day. J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Uh, Rob with the boo-boo Steelers. Sucky team. That's a shot at Rob. But anyway, let me know about Joe Burrow. I think he's overrated, even though he was on my favorite LSU team. And, you know, he was like Tim Duncan, you know, 
I look at the game, didn't see nothing impressive. But when he got done, the sats said like 350 yards, 100 rushing, you know, small plays, fundamental. Let me know your thoughts. All right, let's go with the Baltimore Ravens first. Look, man, when I look at what the Baltimore Ravens do and how uh, Eric DaCosta, their GM, actually runs the team and who he picks up and whatnot and how he does things, he does them similar to how I would think of how to do them. Apparently, that's not going to win me any championships because it hasn't won them any yet, but we'll see. You know, he's got a long career ahead of him. Ozzie Newsom just retired a year ago when they drafted uh, Lamar. So, you know, he's only been on the job a year. But shoot, man, he's 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 going after free agents like I would. He's li- like literally the things he does, I would do. And when I say that to say this, he drafted guys who I was very interested in. Don't know if I would have drafted J.K. Dobbins, but... I know I took a look at, I looked hard at these three, these, their first four picks I looked at. Um, Patrick Queen, I definitely wanted Patrick Queen for the Chiefs. He's who I would have chosen because he's a leader on the field. He's a little undersized, but I, he moves from sideline to sideline with, he, he's quick with those feet. And I think he could be a leader on the field. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is obviously a beast. Ohio State. You know the name. You know what he does. Beast. But Justin Matabuke, um, they they picked him up with the 71st overall pick. I uh, He's out of Texas. I think DaCosta, like, I just, I just believe that they have a lot of good players already. And after the first... After the first, I think most of this team is just, you know, just trying to get that uh, build around them. Like, they've got guys, they've got great players on their team. Now it's just adding the extra talent in order to solidify or to, um, to help these guys when they're out because some of their players are a little, a little on the older side especially if we look at the defensive backfield. So I actually like what the Ravens did. I'm giving them an A, obviously. So I just – I like Eric DaCosta's moves. Even picking up overcut – now overspending for uh, Earl Thomas last season, getting Marcus Peters, solidifying that defensive backfield. Um, just – I would do the things he's doing. I really would. So – uh, a for Eric DaCosta. I agreed with what he was doing. I like Patrick Queen, obviously. You know that. So we keep it moving. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I. It, I, I think they got themselves in a little bit of trouble when they tried to win last year, and they almost made the playoffs. So. Who am I to say it was wrong of them to go and trade for Minka Fitzpatrick? Minka Fitzpatrick also, I think he got the team MVP last year. He actually pulled down like six interceptions during his time there. But I don't know if even that was worth 
giving up a first round pick because I obviously think that there's a lot of needs, a few needs that they have in the AFC North. If you look at it, Baltimore got better. Baltimore got extremely better in my opinion. Um, and they also they won the AFC uh, North last year, so they were first in the AFC. So if we're looking at if we found if we use 2019 stuff for 2020, they would have been the only team that gets a bye week. That's huge. But we're in a new year, so it is what it is. No, they their first pick they picked up uh, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame with the 49th overall pick. Who am I to who am I to I'm not a fan of the pick, but who am I to say anything about the Steelers picking uh wide receivers? They have they they're like a wide receiver factory. Um Heinz Ward, Manuel Sanders, uh keep it moving from there. Uh you know his name. He's going off the deep end and um oh shoot, it is what it is. But they they are a wide receiver factory over there. So they'll probably get him, get Chase Claypool up to speed really quick. And then they picked up Alex Highsmith. I've only heard a little bit about Alex Highsmith out of UNC Charlotte. Um, I only heard a little bit about him. But I did hear about this kid, um, Dotson, um, Kevin Dotson out of uh, Louisiana. Um, Again, my wife's from Louisiana, so from the Lou, so I know a little bit about schools and players down there. I kind of keep an eye on them because my in-laws do. And so they tell me a little bit about certain people. But uh, I'm I, they picked up positions of need, so I'm going to give them a B. But I just think they could have done so much with that first overall pick, especially it being so low as it ended up being. I, I, you know, I think they could have done so much more trade back, whatever, picked up a dynamic guy, but at least they got something out of, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick this season. Hopefully they should, it shows up next season as well. Let's hit up the Browns, man. Uh, the Browns, new coach, new GM, who this? They got a new GM whose name I don't even know, but they got a new coach in Kevin Stefanski, who they got out of Minnesota. Um, I think this is a better, <laughs> I think this is a better head coaching cho- choice than the one that they had, uh, a, Q- a QB's coach. But you know, we that also remains to be seen. I I think that. Hopefully, there's going to be a little bit better stability in the Browns organization with this regime. But, of course, again, that remains to be seen. The Cleveland Browns actually picked up offensive tackle Jedrick Wills from Alabama. This kid played NFL-style football. I mean, he's not playing in the NFL, but he's playing NFL-style football. My only issue with all, with most Alabama uh, prospects, um, except for like wide receivers and stuff, but some sometimes that even works for wide receivers. But most of the problems I have with the Alabama is that 
Nick Saban coaches the snot out of these dudes. He coaches them like they're NFL players, and that's why he'll probably never come to the pros again. Um, he coaches them, and he uses – I don't want to say he uses them up, but he coaches them so hard that when they get to the NFL, they might have three, four years. And don't get me wrong, this is not for everybody, but it's not – I just see that, you know, some of the stuff is coached out of them, you know, and, you know, and it's just – I just wonder about Jedrick Wills. Uh, but between uh, Jedrick Wills, I actually like that pick. Their first four picks, actually, are picks that I like. So I'm going to give Cleveland an A. Uh, they picked up Grant Delpit out of LSU. Uh, yeah, the Mike squad. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> they picked up Grant Delpit, and they picked up out of my squad, Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle. So you see what's going on here, man. You see that they're doing something. I think Grant Delpit has uh, he has a good still skill set. I think he breaks on the ball a little bit too late sometimes. But, you know, he still has recovery speed. He makes up for it in a little bit of recovery speed. Uh, he's not a burner by any means, but uh, I would think that he's able to recover really quickly. So I think I gave the Cleveland Browns a great grade. I think they deserve an A. Uh, do I think they'll compete this year? Uh, they had a little competition last year, but um, you still got to beat the Bengals and the Browns. I mean, the, not the Bengals and the what? The Browns still have to worry about the Steelers and the Ravens. So we'll see, but I don't think so. Last and least in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, or as the R likes to call them, the Bungles. Cincinnati, I've talked many times about them being cap rich, cash poor. You know, they it's hard to get uh, veterans to go there because, you know, they're only going to pay a certain amount of them cash guaranteed money uh, because their their owner does not have that kind of guap like that. He's Don't get me wrong. He's still got guap. He's guapped up, but he doesn't have it like that for bonuses and stuff, cash bonuses. So uh, we look at the Bengals, who were the worst team in the league last year, which was able to get them the first round pick or the first overall pick. And of course, they choose um, they choose the Mike's boy, Joe Burrow. Um, you got a wide receiver there, AJ Green. They also got John Ross, who showed up a little bit last season. Um, I think that. They did need to go ahead and get a wide receiver. I believe that they definitely don't have a tight end. So they figured, you know, I figured why not get a wide receiver to grow with Joe Burrow. And they drafted a guy out of Clemson, T. Higgins. You, you've heard the name. You know him. So um, I don't know much about Wyoming's linebacker, Logan Wilson. I don't know much about him. But. I've heard of Khalid Kareem. Some people I know 
uh, follow Notre Dame very closely, and they say they like Khalid Kareem. I'm going to give the Bengals a B because I'm not a fan of the Joe Burrow pick. I know they've been watching him all season. I know they've been uh, – they. I know – uh, Burrow might have had one of the greatest uh, final seasons of college history. I get that, but I'm not a fan. If we look at history and we look at first-round draft picks, we look at Baker Mayfield, Colin Murray, Jameis Winston, Matthew Stafford, Sam Bradford. Uh, I go back further. But the most successful one in the 2000, since 2000 has been Eli Manning. Has been Eli Manning, and he had a defense. Carson Palmer's been successful, but he ain't been to a Super Bowl. So, but I'm not, I'm not saying that Joe Burrow is not going to win because he's the first overall pick. I just, I just think that they should have picked to a Tagovailoa. I really believe that. Don't want Tua to be in that kind of situation. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, But I do believe that they could have picked up a better quarterback. I think I'm going to give them a B. Because I do still think that they, they have enough for Joe Burrow to be able to succeed. But... I'm just not a fan of the pick of Joe Burrow. That's all. So we keep it moving. Great stuff, you. Great stuff, buddy. All right, let's go down to the AFC South teams, the Texans, the Titans, the Colts, and the Jaguars. So uh, your grades for these guys and, you know, about their draft picks. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I heard they was in preliminary rounds of talk to sign an extension. I wouldn't do it. And your boy, your boy, Bill O'Brien, that's not my boy, and quit saying it. He was signed with Jeremy Tonsil to a $22 million per year deal, basically, three years, $66 million, but didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins. What's wrong with that cat? Again, Bill O'Brien is the worst GM ever. He took over. He took over day one. And Gettleman been trying to get that title for the last five years. And he beat Gettleman in year one and first day on the job. Sucks to be Texas fans. Texas fans, if y'all out there, give us a call. 816-654-6883. I figured the Texans will be last since they're one of the ones that made the most moves. But the AFC South is kind of riddled with a lot of movement as of now. But the Texans, the Texans are a perennial playoff team ever since Bill O'Brien's been there. But it's, when you look at Bill O'Brien's record as far as playoffs is concerned, it's not too great. They, Like I said, perennial playoff team, but they get bounced in the first round. Bounced in the first round that they're in. So... Um, how do you fix that? Also, they've got a, like the Mike said, Deshaun Watson is in preliminary talks with contract extension for 
Deshaun Watson. And we, myself as well as the Mike, have gone on record and saying, take a step back, Deshaun. You need to think about your future. You are more important. No matter, even if they do pay you two hundred fifty thousand dollars as a total contract, quarter of a million bucks, is it worth being under Bill O'Brien's heel this whole time? I don't know. So. We look at the Texans, who've done a lot of offseason moves. They traded for Laramie Tunsil. They traded the Miami uh, Dolphins for Laramie Tunsil, who's actually showed up a little bit extra in the later part of the season. Hopefully, he helps keep Deshaun Watson upright in the 2020 season. However, the the bit the Texans I almost said the Patriots, uh, Patriots South, but anyway, the Texans. With their first round pick, which is the 40th overall pick, second round, was defensive tackle out of TCU, Ross Blaylock. When uh, when I tell you I don't really pay attention to the Big 12 defense, I don't really pay attention to the Big 12 defense. So I've never, I don't, I'm not privy to Ross Blacklock. But when I look at Florida linebacker Jonathan Greener, I like what he does. With the veteran presence that they have there, and I do mean, I'm putting emphasis on veteran here. Veteran, he could really bloom. Now, when we look, when we talk about, uh, when we talk about Ross Blacklock, not, I'm sorry, not Ross Blacklock, but Charlie Heck out of North Carolina, the offensive tackle. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the Mike's boy, that's your boy. Bill O'Brien has not had, I don't think he's drafted any uh, offensive tackles in the first three rounds since his tenure of being a Houston head coach. I don't think he knows how to do it very well. I don't know why, because that's your, that's your key position, but I don't think he does it very well, so... I don't really have any thoughts on Charlie Heck, the OTI of North Carolina, because I don't know if his coaching staff even has the tools to develop this offensive lineman. Laramie Tunsil is good, and he's been good, but we'll see, man. I don't. I, I give it a. I give it a C, but we shall see how that works. They also picked up a Penn State cornerback, John Reed. And wide receiver Isaiah Coulter. This Tennessee Titans draft. Georgia offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson with the 29th overall pick. They pick up LSU cornerback Christian Fulton. Of course, I've heard of him. Don't know about this next guy as far as the Appalachian State running back. Darrington Evans. Or North Carolina State's D-tackle, Larell Murchison. What I will say is um, people, you know, the, the scouts and the professionals say that um, the Tennessee Titans really crushed day two of the draft with Isaiah Wilson and Christian Fulton, which I do agree with. I don't know, like I said, I don't know anything about the Appalachian State running back 
or the North Carolina State runner. I mean, defensive tackle. But I do think it's interesting that they ended up getting Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald. I'm not going to say that he is going to um, follow Tannehill after his after his deal done. If they picked him so low, he might. But we shall see. Because um, I don't know if Tannehill is going to finish out his contract there. I'll be honest with you. I just don't think he will. He was decent for Miami, but they soon figured out he wasn't going to be the guy to get them over the hump. And no, that's not because he's in a he was in a division with Tom Brady. He wasn't going to get it done no matter what. In fact, he and and uh, the Red Rifle Andy Dalton remind me of each other as far as their what I believe their playoff playing potential is. Be honest with you. But that's just me. So I give him a B. I give him a B for this draft. I, there's a lot of guys that I don't know, but I actually think they picked up a situation that is good. Uh, positions. Positionally, I pick, think they picked up guys that will work for them, especially how far they made it in the AFC last season, which was obviously to the championship game. All right, let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. Their first pick, the 34th overall pick, because remember, they used their first pick in the draft. to They sent it to the 49ers because they were, I think, number 13th in the draft. And they sent it to the 49ers for DeForest Buckner, the defensive tackle. Um, and now they have the defensive tackle from them. But... Um, and they paid him, by the by. So we'll see what that what that ends amounts to. But um, with the first draft pick, number thirty four overall, they picked up USC wide receiver Michael Pittman, who is a top, in my opinion, he's a tier A guy. He's like the bottom of the tier A, but he's a tier A wide receiver out of this class. Um, they also picked up Jonathan Taylor. Looking through this, looking through this thing, they picked up Jacob Eason. I also have to make mention of that. They also signed uh, Philip Philip Rivers to a I want to say two year deal, more like a one plus one, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but they're surrounding Philip Rivers with talent as much as they can. Michael Pittman is. He's not a straight line runner, but he's got hands and he can he can run. He's a big body guy, but he can run for real, for real. I don't know. I really don't know. I like the draft pick. I like the draft. Let, let me just throw that in there because they picked up uh, Julian Blackman. Julian Blackman is the Utah safety, and I told you I've been watching safeties. But they also picked up uh, QB from Washington, Jacob Beeson. Maybe he's going to sit behind Phillip Rivers. Hopefully, Phillip Rivers teaches him. But I don't believe in Phillip Rivers. I've seen the dude in the AFC West for years. I know he's not going to get the job done. He can't. He doesn't have the arm strength anymore. So you're doing all this for not, be honest with you. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I don't care how much you protect him. He just doesn't have the arm strength anymore. But... As far as the the grades are concerned, 
I'm going to give them an A because it seems like they're building something for even further down the line than Phillip Rivers, which is a good thing. So they get an A. Last and least in the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have gotten rid of Nick Foles. They duped the Bears into paying, uh, getting a draft pick for him. So, kudos to them. Uh, but Jacksonville picked up two. Yeah, they picked, let, let me read them down. They picked up Florida quarterback, cornerback C.J. Henderson with the ninth overall pick. Pick. They also picked up Calavon Chasen out of LSU with the number 20 pick. Look, these two are like two-star defenders in the SEC. Uh, your defense is – they're trying to build that defense. Don't forget they got Josh Allen up front uh, who did well last year. Of course, that was alongside of um, Calais Campbell whom they shipped off earlier this year I want to say to the Buffalo Bills I will double check that but they shipped him off uh Calais Campbell they shipped him off and so now they uh, now it's just Josh Allen so they picked up Ohio State Devon Hamilton to help out in the trenches as well they picked up Michigan State cornerback Josiah Scott they picked up Miami linebacker Shaquille Quarterman. Now, another, I'm telling you, I looked at safeties. Uh, Daniel Thomas. I believe that Daniel Thomas is athletic. I have issues with him and his fundamentals, I guess. I, I think he doesn't – I think it's tough for him in that range. Like, he has enough range to be a good safety. But my issue is his ball-hawking ability I don't think is there. Let's keep it moving. And the AFC West team, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers. The Raiders stole the Chiefs' rugs pick. But their car can't throw it to him. And that would have been a cheat code if Chiefs got to him. But Chiefs also got my boy from LSU, the running back. I was about to say he's clear. <laughs> but anyway, let us know. Well, let me know. Well, I guess you can let us know. But you, tell us what your pick is or your draft. Whatever. The mic is just excited. The draft is over. Well, we come to the end of it, so anyway, I know you're glad it's over. I don't know why you're glad it's over. It's new beginnings for every team, and especially teams that need quarterbacks, and you can see where they go from here. Anyway, we move on. You named them as the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers. You said that the Chargers, or I'm sorry, the Broncos, I'm sorry, not even the Broncos. I think you said the Raiders stole rugs. And um, people keep saying that the Chiefs 
that it was rumored that the Chiefs would go for Rose. I think Peter King came up with that uh, rumor. But I was I never thought they was going for rugs. I I think they spent a high draft pick on McCole Hartman the year prior, last year. So they wouldn't go rugs. But hey, if they did, I would have been cool with it. Um, wouldn't have been a need, but it would have been something where you're developing guys and getting guys available to trade eventually, maybe. Or keep some of them, what have you. Anywho, so the Chiefs pick up. They they had limited draft picks, and I was literally they of course won the Super Bowl and picked thirty two overall in the first round, thirty second. And so I assume uh, I assume that they would get out of that pick because somebody would want to jump back in. But apparently they didn't have to. Nothing happened. So 32nd pick came. And they chose running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't know a whole heck of a lot about Edwards-Hilaire. But I heard he's really dynamic. He's a small running back. But he is... I don't want to say he's Kareem Hunt 2.0. Because I heard he could be more dynamic. But... I do like the fact that it that he could shift Chiefs Kingdom minds away from Kareem because the Chiefs didn't drop Kareem. Kareem kind of just walked out on y'all, so I don't know why y'all sitting here blaming the Chiefs organization. But anyway, we move forward. We move forward. They get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I'm looking forward to just seeing with this dynamic offense because I can see how he he's an all-purpose guy. So I heard. And so uh, I didn't think they'd be picking a running back with the first round pick, but it is what it is. I trust Veach. Um, the second draft pick they got is Willie Gay out of Mississippi State. Look, Mississippi State, we ain't found nothing. Well, I don't want to say nothing, but well, we found good things out of Mississippi State, i.e. Chris Jones. So we'll see how that works. We picked up an offensive tackle out of uh, out of TCU, Lucas Nyang. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. But let's go to this Louisiana Tech safety, Lajaris Need. Uh, I believe that with the leadership of the Honey Badger, with the maturation of Juan Thornhill. I think that this kid could end up being being the third guy. Don't get me wrong. Dan Sorensen is back there too. But being that he's uh, third, uh, being that he was picked 138th overall, I think he has a skill set. He could have a skill set that could translate to where he starts sooner rather than later. And Juan Thornhill's injury was late in the season, so you never know if he's if he'll be available and they're ready for him. Then it's time. Um, they did pick up a cornerback, the Carries Keys. I don't know much about him. He's from a small school, Tulane, and uh, so I don't know much about him. But I liked it. I give it a B 
But with your team, with a Super Bowl winning team like the Chiefs, and returning 22 of, or returning most of your starters, I think 20 of 22, um, you don't need much. Depth is what you need. So I think they reach for that. And it sucks that Bashad Breland did what he did. And I don't know how many games he's going to miss. So, yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look that look up Bashad Breland, South Carolina. So the Broncos believe that Drew Locke is the guy. And so instead of them going to get these guys beforehand, they just kind of threw Drew Locke out there to see how he would do. He did well. And now they want to surround him with talent in order to maximize his potential. What do they do? They pick up Alabama wide receiver Jerry Judy. You got to. Jerry Judy is a great wide receiver. He should be able to uh, stretch the field for um, for a guy like Drew Locke. These dudes are really going for it. Elway. He finally found his quarterback. Now he can move in ways he wants to move. So he's finally building around the quarterback. Noah Fant came along last year and did good towards the end of the season. They got two dynamic receivers, one in Sutton and one in Judy. And then they got K.J. Hamler. They picked up a few old guards. They actually picked up uh, Missouri's tight end, whose name I can't pronounce. But I give him an A. I really think they had the firepower. They went up and did what they needed to do. If Drew Locke can't succeed, it's they're gonna be it's gonna be because of him. They're gonna try to make it because of him. Their Raiders. So we're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. This is the first year. This should be the first year in their new stadium. Um, hopefully, coronavirus will not stop us from having a season this season, but Las Vegas moved to, uh, the Raiders moved to Las Vegas this year, and they basically spent the first five, uh, they spent like three of the first five picks on guys to help out Derek Carr. Like the Mike said, I don't know why they got these guys. He got he can't throw it to him anyway. He's gonna throw them short anyway. Uh they got with their first pick, the number twelve overall pick, they picked up Alabama wide receiver Henry Ruggs. Which is fine. He's a great player. And well, like I said, I feel like uh what's his face is going to Throw out his arm trying to get the ball to him. He might get it to him every now and again. I mean, he's no he's no Phillip Rivers by any means, but he still doesn't have that dynamic arm that you want. They spent uh, pick number 80 on Kentucky running back Lynn Bowden and then number 81 on South Carolina wide receiver Brian Edwards. So they're improving – their offense trying to catch up with the Chiefs. 
Yes, they are. But they didn't forget the defense, which they picked up Damon Arnett, who was uh, in a lot of mock drafts early on. Arnett was uh, mocked to the Chiefs, so I did look at him for a little bit. So the Chiefs, I mean the uh, Raiders, did a good job on their defense last year. I saw flashes of what they wanted to do with their defense last year. We saw flashes of their offense, too. But next year, they're trying to be more dynamic on offense. And you can tell just by the guys that they picked up. So we'll see how that works out for them. I am going to give this this draft class for the Raiders, I think I'm going to give them a B. I... I do think they will get what they need to get accomplished. Don't know if they'll do what they want as far as winning the division and moving on so forth and so on in this year, but we will see. We will see. You never know with these NFL seasons. Last. In the AFC West last season, the Los Angeles Chargers now. You thought I was going to get them wrong, I'm sure, but I did not. Los Angeles did not have a whole heck of a lot of picks. They had one, two, three, four, five, six picks. They had a decent amount, but my, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't just uh, Phillip Rivers that was holding them back last season. He threw a lot of interceptions, trying to fit things in where it had no business. But it wasn't just him. So, basically, they went out and found guys that they wanted to lead both sides of the ball, which is interesting to me. I understand they wanted to get a quarterback, which is their first pick, and Justin Herbert at number six overall. I get that. But I guess I'm hearing Kenneth Murray is supposed to be their guy for the leadership of the of the defense. That's interesting to me. You've got Derwin James. You've got one of the Bolsa brothers, and you've got Ingram down there on the defensive line. I maybe they're just expecting him to be the leader as those guys as they phase those guys out in the next two or three years, maybe three to four years. I don't think it'll be four to five. I definitely think it'll be three to four because those guys are getting no. But football, you understand what I'm saying. But uh, I do think that Kenneth Murray and Justin Herbert can be good leaders for that team. Don't know how Justin Herbert will do in this division, but we'll see. They also picked up UCLA running back Joshua Kelly. Tom Telesco normally drafts really well, um, but it's always up to the coach to get it put together. And they never could get it put together enough to win the play go to the playoffs. They they went to the playoffs every so often, but they haven't been able to put it together enough to uh, win in the playoffs. Uh, so, with a quarterback, I'm guessing they think Justin Herbert's a little further along, but they think Joe. Uh, I didn't say Joe Webb. Terod Taylor is going to be that bridge quarterback. But I do believe if they do that, some people think that it'll work. But me, myself, I don't think Terod is there. 
I I just don't believe he is anymore. I mean, they're phasing out old quarterbacks, and I know Herbert needs to learn everything, but um, sometimes, especially when you got these young dynamic wide receivers, you might as well put him in there and let him take his lumps the first year and uh, move forward. But after seeing what a lot of people did with Mahomes, a lot of people are going to, a lot of teams are going to try to copy that. When some some quarterbacks just need to be thrown in, others need to be um, held back for a year, maybe two, maybe three, and see what goes on there. But I, I ultimately, ultimately, I give the Los Angeles Chargers a B. But Tom Telesco always finds good talent. So we'll see how it works out. And that is my picks. Those are my picks for the AFC. I didn't think this would go an hour, but hey, it is what it is. As you always hear me say. The Mike and You podcast. Who happens to be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, iHeart Podcasts, YouTube. Just audio, because we both got radio faces, baby. Uh, and all other major uh, podcast platforms. You can check us out, the Mike and You Podcast. 816-654-6883. The voicemail text line is the same. Open 24-7. And your take will always be on the next episode that we record if we already recorded the show. 816-654-6883. Eight three. That's the number for the voicemail text message line. Please use it. Uh, today, Dustin Colquitt got released from the Chiefs, and sometimes we talk about people that get released. Uh, this is one of those things where the argument happens or disagreement that we as fans we cool with, but not the mic because the mic has been the mic. Like, remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about Dak Prescott and him holding out for money, more money or whatever. This is what I'm saying. Then we all jumped Dak Prescott case. And trust me, I don't think Dak Prescott is worth the money he's asking for, but he has the right to do so. But Colquitt got cut after 15 years with the Chiefs. I think his number was $4 million today, like, He's gonna make four million or something. And the Chiefs decide to cut him to save money. So a lot of you, you guys just not mad about that or frustrated. Oh, Porter business, Porter business. How about this? The team honor the contracts. Just like you tell the players honor your contracts, the team should honor their contract as well. You know, but that's the code quit. I'll, if I was him, I would try to renegotiate. Because I want to play for a contender, a winner. And this is a place you know you caught home, probably the only place your kids ever lived at. So I would have, if I'm not going to retire, I would have just tried to renegotiate for a little less money. But, you know, Best wishes to his endeavors because he was a true champion on and off the field here in Kansas City. Dustin Colquitt. 
congratulations on a great career in Kansas City. I'll leave. I will not come back to any team if it's not the Chiefs. Go out as a Super Bowl champion. That's my take. Until next time, be safe, be easy, and remember, fat meat is greasy. Deuces.